right, welcome in to the Undraftables podcast. Kate Carlton, Kate Livingston with you for the first time in forever. Too long. It's been probably close to a year. I mean, I think we did one in maybe January or February. Yeah, yeah. But that's what happens when life. Yeah. Things change. <laughs> yes, it and, does. Yes, you know, it does. Um, yeah, it's it's a little crazy. But it's a, been a good crazy. Yeah, we don't we don't see each other every day like we used no, to. No. I'm doing play by play for Brooklyn now. Yeah, and working full time at the radio station, so I'm not up here all the time. That I can't wait to announce. And yeah, get on here and talk about. But yeah, uh, hopefully in a week um, or two. Yeah, and uh, and then just like with travel ball, like when you know. Our schedule changed, and then you got hired full time, and we just couldn't even make that really work either. And yeah, that, that worked was, for about two weeks. Yeah, and <laughs> now we had an epic weekend that we will have to cover. Oh, are we getting to that on this podcast? <laughs> we might, we might. We'll see where we'll see where this pod leads. But uh, if not, we will bring in some special guests to talk about the epic weekend in Dallas um, that will never be forgotten by. A group of five or six days. It will not. It's still being brought up to this day. To this day. It was actually brought up yesterday on my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it was – It was. look, at the time it was not cool. That weekend was not cool. We, <laughs> whew, we stayed in a, you know, in a place that we'll ne- hopefully never have to stay in again. And the crackhead capital of Dallas. Yes, we found it. We found it. <laughs> but – uh that's that we'll we'll say that for a later one man. that that needs to be next week or the week yes. after that's i mean that's a full hour hour and a half story time right there yes because it, it started like in little rock <laughs> on the way down and yes. it didn't end until i guess we got back to jonesboro yeah. and so <laughs> for about 48 56 hours it was just crazy yeah and looking back on it, it's awesome. Like it's, awesome <laughs> it's a great story. story to tell. But at the time, it was not a great story oh, to man. tell. <laughs> you had some, some really unhappy dudes. Yes, and, you did. Uh, we need to get uh, we need to get CB and Nate on next yeah, week and yeah, for sure <clears throat> go no over doubt. everything that happened that weekend. No doubt about it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so like like we said, life happens, and you know, yeah. there's been a lot of changes and. Every time we talk about doing one, something comes up, and we almost had to cancel this one. And yeah. luckily, we got to do it. And you know, ahead of a big, uh, you know, personally for both of us, a big football weekend. Yeah, it is and, a big football weekend. Um, yeah, coming off, we both had big games last week that we didn't go our way, but um, you know, but hey, we're both in the conversation again, and you know, that's really fun for both programs. Yeah, well, with Arkansas and Ole Miss, it. Uh, so, on my show that I do here in town from 2 to 3, had a guy, Curtis Wilkerson, on who her, uh, writes for the uh, Arkansas Rivals site. And one of the things we talked about, it's like – Hold up, hold up. i got to correct you because he writes for 24-7 Sports. 24-7, I'm sorry. Because I 24/7, remember that one. Hog and, Sports. And, and, Curtis, if you're listening, <laughs> Curtis, we know you don't just cover bad news. <laughs> that's that's kind of a joke on the board that every time Curtis posts something, that it's bad news. And, and uh, but he broke a streak with Nick Smith, so Curtis, yeah. I got your back, man. Yeah, that was a big streak to break right there. But no, we we're talking today, and it's you know both of these fan bases, I guess, are dejected for whatever reason. But 
Like, man, if you told both of these fan bases in 2019, hey, in two years, this will be a ranked matchup, I would have laughed you out of the room because we were both at the bottom of the barrel in the SEC and just looked like it would never improve. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't even know if Arkansas was in the barrel <laughs> of the SEC <laughs> yeah, during that time. Um, maybe the Sun Belt? Yes. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you'd have told Arkansas fans before the year that they would be four and one going into Ole Miss week. We just we said, okay, we'll take it. You know, let's, yeah. let's go play the game. And, and granted, like we ran into a daggum buzzsaw Saturday. Yep. I mean, Kirby had the had the fans fired up, um, and it showed from our first possession. Um, and Georgia's defense, they're they're an old school. You know, when 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 Bama started their little dynasty run, and they were doing it with defense. Mm-hmm. That's what Georgia's defense looks like right now. You yeah. know, the game has changed, and, and, and Nick wants obviously wants to be good on defense, but he you can tell he sacrificed that a little bit to get some dudes on offense. But but Kirby Smart's like, no, nah, we're going to go back to the to <laughs> six, six Old school. 360-pound lineman running four fours is, is what it looks like with big number 99 out there. But uh, – and then y'all, you know – I think people probably gave y'all a better chance of beating Bama than they would give Arkansas beating Georgia. Yeah. Um, personally, I did too because, you know, you go back to last year's game, I mean, y'all were for two and a half quarters possession for possession with Bama, mm-hmm. you know. Well, crap, even in the fourth quarter was tied at 42, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I don't know right now that Alabama is as good as they were last year. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I, think, I think it's something that's – still up in the air but um you know Matt Corral's been better and so I think people thought Bama had a legit shot to go down there but Nick Saban happened and you know yeah and it's not I was so when Ole Miss is driving on their first possession and they they go for it inside the red zone there on fourth down and they get stuffed because Jerry and Ely can't run the football sometimes and they get stuffed and Bama gets the ball back. I was like, ball game. Whatever. We lost. We went on the road to Bama. We lost. I knew it was over at that point. Especially after Bama ran their first play and ran it like 15 yards up the middle down the throat. And I was like, oh, it's going to be that type of day. I was never like mad. I was discouraged, but I was never mad. I think part of Ole Miss's problem is there was a bye week in between Tulane and Bama. And we're coming off a game where we win 61-21 and everyone just like hypes themselves up. Like, this is the year. We're beating Bama. And it's like, no. I mean – I thought we'd give them a better game, but I also right. didn't think we were going to win the game, you know. But it's still one of those deals. It's like nine, ten wins are still on the table. Sugar Bowl's still on the table. Yeah. Like losing to Bama is not the end of the world. You were never going to the college football playoff anyway this year, so it's not the end of the world. Uh, no, I mean, I think both fan bases are, you know, if we're being realistic, whoever wins this weekend feels like, hey, we can go win nine or ten games. Yeah, you know? and get the Sugar Bowl invite. Because, I mean, you look at the East – Who's good in the East outside of Georgia? I mean, Kentucky thinks they're good, but let's be real. Like, if you only beat Mizzou by a touchdown, are you really good? Yeah. I know you beat Florida, but I'm still not sold on Florida. Their quarterback play is not very good. Mm -hmm. Um, Dan Mullen is the ultimate just get you hopped up to think that they're really good and he's going to let you down. And he never wins big games. No. Never wins big games. Um, And so, uh, I mean, and and then, like – you know, look in the West. I mean, outside of Arkansas and Ole Miss, 
is Auburn any good? Is LSU any good? Yeah. I mean, A&M's fixing the – they're staring at 0-3 this weekend uh, with playing Bama. Well, are they going to give Kirby another $1 million extension when they go 0-3 in league play? <laughs> Will he get more money? You know, and somebody brought his name up that he'll be the next LSU coach, and I'm like, LSU going to pay that buyout? Yeah, nobody's paying that buyout. I mean, the buyout's too big. I mean, it'd be different if Jimbo was like 2-1, and one, you know, or undefeated. Like, Jimbo – Jimbo's lost his luster a little bit. Yeah. But, well, A&M's uh, an interesting case study because everyone just crapped on Kellen Mom while he was there. It's like, yep. he's not good. And now you look back and it's like, mm, maybe he was better than we're giving him credit for because yep. they haven't had a quarterback since worth a crap. Nope. Nope. And, uh, you know, like, you know, I think it's A&M fans think Arkansas sucks. But, yeah. like, you saw what Arkansas did to Texas and you saw what Texas has done since. Like, A&M losing to Arkansas is really that, – that game is always close, even when mm-hmm. Chad Morris was roaming the sidelines. Cause yep. He wasn't coaching. He was roaming. <laughs> um, and so, like, I don't think anybody's surprised by that. But to go to lose to Mississippi State at home – Yeah, that one – State's awful. They've looked – like, they've barely beat La Tech. Mm-hmm. Should have lost to La Tech. Lost got, to Memphis. Got beat by Memphis, who hasn't won a game since A-State – and, yeah. like, I mean, Mississippi State's not good. Like, the Pirate is supposed to be known for offense, and they're winning with defense. So, that tells you that they're not really that good. Well, yeah, because the game passed them by. The air yeah. raid worked in 2005. It doesn't work in 2021 now. In the Pac-12, it worked. Yeah, in the Pac-12, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you ain't – it. You, you ain't getting by with that in the SEC. No, Sorry. I mean – even though SEC defenses are not what they used to be, they still got dudes out there. Still got and dudes. So, um, I think both fan bases are, if if they're being honest with themselves, like this weekend is maybe bigger than last weekend. You know, obviously, you, if you win mm-hmm. that, you're you're in the top four right now. But we're not ready for that. This is year two, and yeah, y'all, y'all were you know, y'all were winning four and five games, and then we were winning two games. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah. We, Neither one of us had the depth of no, and it's going to be yeah, it's going to be two or three years. I mean, it just I, what what we saw on Saturday was just first off, football's a line of scrimmage game. It's one up front, and well, we just don't the have SEC the dudes. The is. SEC, yeah, I mean, Ole Miss and Arkansas both just don't have the dudes on the offensive and defensive line or the depth there to win these games right now. Two or three years, probably, but not right now. Well, I'll even go as far as to say they can't beat Georgia and Bama. But we, you saw what Arkansas did to Texas, mm-hmm. dominated them. They did it to A and M, dominated, yeah. physically dominated. I think it says more to Alabama and Georgia than it does to what maybe Ole Miss and Arkansas don't have. Like, no, I agree. We, like I think we're good enough to go beat the other teams. You know, mm-hmm. like you stick us in the Big Ten. I mean, hey, I mean, well, you saw, you saw what they've got to offer. I mean, like. Well, I'll say this: I think it's Georgia, Bama, and whoever wins Iowa, Penn State this weekend. Yep. I think that's the tier, and then it's it's literally everyone else. Yeah. And and we're probably being too nice to Iowa and Penn State winner, like because. Well, Iowa's got a pretty good defense. I mean, I was up there with Georgia. People, you know, like they're not just going out there and just holding people to four points a game either. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, now you go do that to Penn State, okay? I'll I'll give you that credit, you know. But um, I don't know. Like Georgia and Bama, I think are different. I think you know Iowa, Penn State winner, obviously puts has the inside track. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, Oklahoma, they're not good. Uh, that's 
They're Notre Dame and everybody this year. They're going to end yeah. up in the playoff if they yeah. beat Texas this week, mm-hmm. which I would not be surprised if Texas doesn't boat race them. Like, I think they're going to. Texas figured out their quarterback situation yes. after the Arkansas game. That helped them more than anything. Yes. and But, you know, Notre Dame, every year they make the playoffs, they barely get by Purdue and Virginia Tech. And, you know, it, it caught up with them last week at Cincinnati. But Oklahoma is pulling a Notre Dame right now. Yep. And barely skating by people. And they're not good. They're going to get nope. – If they make the playoff, Georgia or Bama will boat race them by 40. And then we'll hear the narrative again. And it's like, quit putting them in the playoff. They're not going to well, win it. Well, here's the question I want answered. When did we decide Spencer Rattler was a good quarterback? Because I've yet to see it. I've watched a lot of Oklahoma the last two years. I've yet to see one play where, that Spencer Rattler makes and be like, I get it. I get why he's going to be one of the two top two or three quarterbacks in this draft class. Lincoln, I get it. Lincoln Riley messed up. He His M.O. was bringing in grad transfer quarterbacks. And he quit because he thought he had a star. I'm going to tell you right now, early prediction, Lincoln Riley will not be at Oklahoma next year. He'll be in the NFL. He saw what Arkansas did to Texas. And I'm a huge Arkansas fan, as most people know, that listen to this. And we are – like we showed we're second tier at best right now in the SEC. And we just did that to Texas. Yeah, good luck in the SEC, they Bob. Ain't, them in Oklahoma ain't coming in. and Like, you may want to rethink that, guys. Like, you may want to go to the Pac-12. Well, from a resource standpoint, those are good jobs. From a winning standpoint? Not moving to the SEC, they're not. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. Like, if they're staying in the Big 12, yeah, absolutely. Sarkeesian would get that thing turned around, and they would lose to the SEC in the playoff or non-conference every year. But, hey, win 10, 11 games yep. every year, it gets you a contract extension. But – Hey, them jokers don't want that smoke coming to the SEC. <laughs> I, I I would love to see, first off, the first time Texas goes to LSU, I just want to be in that environment. I just want to be a fly on the wall and see how Texas fans and Texas players react in that environment. Getting tiger baited and F you, F this. And getting, by seven-year-olds. Yeah, getting beer spilled on you by seven-year-olds. Yeah, I, I want to see how they react in that environment. Uh, I mean, because you saw how Texas reacted at Arkansas. Now, it was as crazy as a crowd that – I mean, 76,000 people, you know. But you're talking LSU's got 100,000. Auburn's 100,000. Bama's 100,000. Tennessee's 100,000. Florida's 100,000. Like, yeah. that 100,000, that's 30 more thousand, you know, like – and it, you know, as the as the SEC commercial says, it, it it's true. It just means more. It does. Like, well, it's I can speak to one of those a hundred thousand stadiums because I was at Bama Saturday for Ole Miss Bama for some dumb reason. Uh, that place is that place gets loud, and it wasn't even full. It was probably a hundred, probably a hundred out of a hundred and two. There were probably two thousand seats empty, yeah. maybe maybe a little bit less. Jesus, man, it gets loud. Like, and Ole Miss's first four or five offensive possessions, I mean, it was so loud you couldn't hear yourself think. So, uh, let me ask you this. You, you get to go – you know, this is not the first time you experienced Tuscaloosa, correct? Third time. Third time. But you, you kind of mentioned that it was a little bit different this time. You you, you mentioned, uh, you know, off off air, I guess we can say, about Nick Saban walking in. Like, yeah. Like, let's. I mean, let's just put it out there. He's the goat. I <laughs> he mean, is. as much as you hate it, because we got to play him every year. He is. 
talk about that experience. The goat walks out and what like walk us through that. So all right, so I'd been two times before and I don't know if it was if it was I either A didn't remember it or B they didn't make as big a deal out of it or a combination of both. So I don't know, but I was sit, you know, I got there about an hour before the game. Um just I just wanted to get in the stadium and walk around, which by the way, I love Bryant Denny Stadium. The concourse is the worst concourse in the SEC. I mean, it's if you have someone next to you, it's too crowded. I mean, it's like shoulder to shoulder in their concourse. But anyways, that's a different rant for a different day. But so about twenty minutes, fifteen minutes before the game, when you know the teams are before the teams are about to take the field, Nick Saban gets shown on the video board walking out. And, like, they follow him walking out of the locker room all the way to the stadium with a camera, and they have it on the video board. And, I like, you, I swear you would think Jesus Christ himself rose from the dead and is walking into this stadium. I mean, there's just, like, a hush followed by everyone standing up and yelling and clapping and, like, the whole time Saban's on the video board. And I was like, this is – both the weirdest and the coolest thing I've ever witnessed in my life, that you guys are so obsessed with this one guy. So I, in a group message with some of my friends, I was like, you know, I, I was talking about it, and I was like, you know, you would think Jesus Christ himself walked into the stadium. And one of my friends goes, yeah, but did Jesus Christ win seven national championships? And I was like, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like so like you said, like if you're not a Bama fan, that could be weird, but it's also like, I wish we had it. <laughs> yeah, know? no, yeah. It, 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 there is a certain level of jealousy because it's like, I look up and I'm like, man, I hope that's Lane Kiffin in like 20 years right. in, at Ole Miss or 15 years at Ole Miss. I hope we have that one day. But I, I'll give Bama credit for this. So I've been to every SEC stadium except for Vandy, which honestly doesn't even count. That's a high school stadium. <laughs> it's a high school stadium. <laughs> the stadium here in Jonesboro is nicer than that one. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina and A&M. I think I'm going to cross A&M off next year. But, you know, when you're traveling, sometimes you have you have the asshole fans that you don't root for my team, so I'm going to treat you like crap. Right. That's just par for the course in the SEC, especially at LSU. LSU yeah. is the worst. I yep. mean, you're getting you're getting tiger baited by five year olds, and it's yep. like, what am what is this world? I never, I never got anything from a Bama fan Saturday. Not once. Not one comment from a Bama fan. I was like, you know, this is this is kind of cool. Maybe this is how we should do it throughout all the SEC. Like, I sat in a section of all Bama fans, cheered for Ole Miss. Never once did anybody say anything. That's awesome. Yeah, right. it's it's I mean, kind of cool. No, that's – and maybe it's just because they just know they're going to win. Yeah, it's, it's like, we, like we don't give a crap. We're about to beat you. Who cares? Yeah, you know? we kind of feel sorry for you, so – now, maybe if I was an LSU fan in 2019 after yes. they won, yes. but, you know. I'm sure Auburn fans don't get treated that well either. Well, there, yeah, but, but you know, that's a rivalry. Um, you know, just we need to bring back the uh, uh, Dixie Land a lot. And the, they uh, didn't even play it Saturday. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's surprising. Uh, maybe like, they're in trouble again. I literally stayed until – Halfway or midway between the third and fourth quarter, and that was the only reason I stayed. And they didn't play, yeah. and I was like, "Well, I'm getting out of here." <laughs> um, I, I got to bring this up because Lane touched on it in his his uh, week his weekly press conference this week. The uh, get your popcorn ready and, and the <laughs> mic drop. Like I'll give him credit. Like I've I've hammered the Lane train to you <laughs> in many group messages, and um, and I even like 
jumped on your head Saturday night about the dropping the mic. and <laughs> But for him to come out and be like, yeah, I think I screwed. Like telling Jeff Levy <laughs> that he screwed up. You better score a lot of points. Yeah, you better score a lot of points. <laughs> like – that that's kind of cool. Like, yeah, I'll give him credit. For that's it. one of those like prisoner of the moment deals where you walk yeah. out of the locker room and it's like, oh crap, there's a hundred and two thousand people here. I'm coming back to Bryant Denny for the first time in five years, and the adrenaline's flowing, and you just like say something that you don't even think about it, and yeah. then you just say it, and then you get about five minutes later, and it's like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Hey that guys, was kind of the dumb. way. I just said we're going <laughs> to score fifty, so uh, <laughs> that's why we're going on it on fourth down from our twenty-five. <laughs> That's kind of dumb. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. See, okay, that was the thing people were ripping him for. And to an extent, I get. Yeah, I mean, like. But also, you look at the data. So there was a guy that put out, I can't remember the guy's name, but he put out like, uh, almost went forward on five or six fourth downs. And he put out like an analytic sheet of how does this affect you winning or losing the game? And every time they went for it on fourth down, if they would have gotten it, it would have increased their chances of winning the game. Because, like, you got to think about it. If you're Lane, you know your defensive line is not good enough to not give up a billion yards. you got to get in a shootout with these jokers. That's the only way to win the game was to get into a shootout. Yep. No, I I get it. And and probably looking back, if he had to do it again, he wouldn't do that one. But the other one's like, you know, like, yeah, you got to take that chance because – you're not going to line up and beat Bama. You ain't beating Bama with field goals. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, we hadn't touched a lot on Arkansas-Georgia because there's just not a lot to touch on. Just Georgia Georgia's just dominated. Um, yeah. They, you know, I think one of our good friends, uh, Jason Smith, said, like, right now they look like the best team in the country, but they play like they're ranked number two, and they play with that chip on their shoulder, you know. Yeah. And they came out just hungry, crowds fired up. I mean – that's all there is. Like, it it affected – like, you could tell Arkansas not played in a big game on the road mm-hmm. in a long time. And, and yeah. Sam Pittman even said it. He's like, not just the players, the coaches, you know. And so – I mean, I think the home field advantage this year is probably more prevalent than it's ever been just yep. because – ha- It hasn't it been hasn't, there. It hasn't been there in two and, years, and you know. So, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, and, yeah, do you want to play better on the road if you're Arkansas? Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, we're 4-1 and, and we're ranked – and have a chance to go figure out and get a, a ranked road win. Yeah. And so so let's get into the Arkansas Ole Miss game this weekend. And uh, so I'll start with you. Ole, for Ole Miss to win offensively, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but what has Ole Miss got to do? Man, they have to – and – I'm not one like I don't maybe maybe when I was younger I was one that just like wants to jump on the coach for every issue. I'm not that type of fan anymore because more times than not I realize like they're getting paid to do their job but they're much smarter than I am. But with that being said, I still have no idea why Snoop Connor is not getting the bulk of the touches at running back. I mean, he's like he is the definition of hit the hole type guy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if there's someone standing in the middle of the hole, he's going to run that joker over and hit the hole come hell or high water. Like, I love that out of a running back. Yeah. Whereas Ely, who is was our, like, premier back on Saturday, he's one of those guys that gets the ball and wants to dance around and try and beat you in the backfield before he hits the hole. And it's like, no, that's how you're going to lose yardage and put us behind the chains. So, I don't know. Lane kind of called him out without calling him out in the press conference yesterday. So, I'm interested to see who starts at running back. 
because, like, people get lost in the fact that, you know, Corral's in the Heisman talk, and it's like, oh, only thing Ole Miss does is pass. Like, no, nah, we're a pretty daggum good running team. Might be a better running team than we are a passing team. Right. You know, so. And Corral helps that, too. Cor- yeah, Corral know. does. I mean, because he's – now, the one thing Corral has to do, which he was better about at Bama, that joker can't take hits. When he pulls it and runs, like, you got to slide. Like, you right. cannot take hits because if you take a hit, John Ross Plumley is our quarterback, and we're winning four games. <laughs> So I mean, like you can't you can't take hits. So no, I mean I think they have to run the ball better, uh, run the ball more effectively, uh, because like when Ole Miss is in front of the chains, ain't nobody stopping. No, them. you're right. Outside right. outside of Alabama and Georgia, when they're in front of the chains, nobody's stopping them. Right, right. Now you know to flip that. What's Arkansas got to do offensively? I think you got to get back to why were you good against Texas and Texas A&M? Physical up front. Mm-hmm. R- make Ole Miss stop you. Running the football. I mean, almost hasn't proven they can. They, I mean, you know, Tariqus Tisdale has been rumored to quit the team. It was one of our defensive linemen. Oh, wow. So, you know, we're down to defensive linemen apparently. So, I mean. And so, I, I think you're going to see it early. You're going to see a heavy dose of uh, a lot of power, a lot of RP, like a lot of quarterback keep, quarterback draw, read option. Because K.J. Jefferson's best when he gets – when he can, like he kind of gets his mojo when he gets hit. You know, you're yeah. talking about Corral. He likes to lay the wood on a defensive mm-hmm. back, and that gets him going, and that opens up the deep passing game. And, like, probably – and I get – like I said, I, Kendall Browse knows a lot more about football than mm-hmm. I do, especially offensive football. If And I, I, I know where he's coming from. He probably thought, we're not going to line up and run the ball at Georgia. Yeah. You know, so we got to see if we can throw it early. And KJ's just not that guy yet. Um, now, when he has the RPO game going, when he's got when we're running the football, he's a totally different quarterback. Yeah. And that's when we can take shots down the field to Burks and Morris has been good. Um, so I think it's I think you're going to see Arkansas come out and try to establish a physical presence up front uh, with a lot of quarterback runs, with getting the ball in in their running backs' hands, and then you know RPO play action stuff to Burks deep and. And some of the other guys. Uh, one thing that has to emerge for Arkansas is we got to get a tight end. Yeah, like, join the club. You know, join the club. You know, Kern had a great year last year. Got awarded a scholarship as a walk-on. I don't know that he, he's dropped more passes this year than he's caught. And then, yeah, Hudson Henry, man, you're a five-star. You're a le- <laughs> like you're a legacy. Your brother. You got a brother that's playing defense that's wearing it out, man. Yeah. Like we need you to step up. You know, and uh, yeah. great family, great kid. Like, it's time – you know, we need him to have a coming out party. He needs to take over the tight end one spot. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's what Ole Miss needs. I mean, you know, Ole Miss had Kenny Yaboa last year who just – like, he was the safety valve. Anytime anytime Corral's receivers are covered up, dump it to Kenny Yaboa. He's getting 10, 15 yeah. yards after the catch. I mean, Ole Miss, Casey Kelly, Chad Kelly's brother was supposed to be that. He gets hurt in the offseason, and now he's not playing. You had a couple other guys that are in the fold at tight end, but, like, they never catch passes. Like, that is such a – First off, I think that's probably the most underrated position in football now with the way the offenses are, the spread offense where you're trying to spread everyone out because they're going to take your receivers away. Nine times out of ten, they're not taking your tight end away. So it's always a safety valve to dump off, you know. And they can stretch that tight end or get that vertical route, you Mm -hmm. know, up the seam. Because you are so spread out, and it's it's important to have that in these spread offenses. Uh, I think one thing that's going to be fun to watch is – 
does Matt Corral go after Hudson Clark when Hudson Clark comes in the game? Because it's no secret Clark picked him off three times last yep. year. Arkansas made a big deal about it, like everybody would have. We've all joked about it and stuff. But, like, is Matt Corral – is he mature enough to be like, hey, I'm still going to play my game, or is he going to go right at him? And then what does Hudson Clark do? Because yeah, because we were talking with – I was talking with some other Razorback fans uh, that are friends of mine, and they were like, can you imagine if Hudson Clark picks off, like, the first pass that Corral throws? Like, Corral might have a mental breakdown. You know, like, right there on the field. That would be four picks and four, <laughs> in, in four targets, you know, and, and – like, that would be crazy. Now, do I think it's going to happen? No. Like, Matt Corral's not throwing six interceptions. No. But how are they going to attack the drop eight coverage of Barry Odom? And can Arkansas's, you know, three down linemen get pressure? If they can get pressure on him, mm-hmm. then it's it's going to be one of those, like, 30-something, 20-something well, games. And so, yeah, that maybe. And so, here's the thing that – and everyone's like, oh, Bryce Young put himself ahead of Matt Corral in the Heisman race last week. It's like, did he really? Or does he just have better dudes around him? Or does he have an offensive line that can block? I mean, you look at Young's numbers, 241 yards, two touchdowns, interception, 20 of 26. Corral, with pressure in his face the whole game, 21 of 29 for 213 yards and a touchdown. It's not great, but it's efficient. Right. His, his completion percentage was efficient. He threw for over 200 yards. He's now 16 or 17 straight games with a touchdown. He pulled it and ran a couple of times and made some smart decisions in running the football. But he also got he also got his ass beat a little bit Saturday. I mean, yeah. he got sacked a lot because right now we don't have a good – we are very good at the tackles offensive yeah. line. So, if you're getting that pass rush, then, you know, a lot of times Corral is kind of running for his life. But, again, I don't think we're playing a defense like Bama. I think Arkansas right. is good defensively. But I don't think Corral's taking as many hits this week as he took against right. Bama. Now, it'll be – can the Arkansas pass rush of when of the A&M game show up? Then, yeah, yeah. we've got a really good shot because they were after A&M's quarterback the whole game. Yeah. And and, I, and, and, that, and granted, that's not Bama, but, like, we've got dudes that will play on Sunday. Maybe not first-round dudes, but, like, it's still if you can get Corral – it's not that he can't run. It's like, mm-hmm. you know – Make him make decisions on the run, yeah. you know, and and not and not saying he can't do it, but that's how you beat him. Like if you let him sit back there and pick mm-hmm. your part, and you're gonna and, he's gonna throw for 350 yeah. yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, and so uh, and I think for Ole Miss defensively, I mean we already hit on it a little bit. Can you stop the run? Because yeah. Arkansas is gonna try to come out and hit you in the. No, back. that's exactly. But I mean, going back to Corral, I, I've always thought, you know, because Tulane, Austin P, and Louisville all did the rush three drop eight because mm-hmm. that's what Barry Odom did last year. Corral threw six picks, and so they all went back and watched their Arkansas game, rush three drop eight. Well, that's probably the vast majority of what Ole Miss worked on this offseason. Yep. So Corral just sat back and picked them apart and picked them apart and put up massive yardage. Bama, for the first time all year, really got some pressure on them. I mean, they stacked the box. There were five, six, seven guys in the box rushing Corral and just – you know, daring the offensive lineman to get their blocks down. And so, Corral faced pressure. I mean, I think that's the that's the only way to stop Ole Miss's offense is if you can get pressure in the yep. face of Corral. Because if you're doing this drop eight crap, he's just going to pick you apart all yep. day. It's going to be interesting to see. Barry Odom's a really smart defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. And you got to think he knows that y'all probably watched that tape and made some adjustments. And so, what adjustments is he going to make, you know? Yeah. Um, now, will I be surprised if first possession he comes out in the three-man front and drops eight just to see what we can do? 
It wouldn't surprise me because why wouldn't you do that if mm-hmm. you can get pressure with three, you know? Yeah. But if it doesn't, Barry's smart. He'll mix it up. He'll send some blitzes. We'll go four down linemen. Um, and so, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun chess match. I think you got two teams that are eager to get back on the field yeah. um, to, to show that, yeah, okay, we're not Georgia, we're not Georgia and Bama yet, but we're still right behind them. And, and you naysayers, okay, you better watch it, you know. Um, should be a fun game, you know. Yeah. I, I think – I hate that it's an 11 o'clock start. Um, Join the club. You know, I, you know, TV's awesome except for 11 o'clock starts in the SEC. <laughs> SEC should ban 11 o'clock – or just say if you're playing Vandy <laughs> or South that's Carolina. What, that's what I told some friends earlier this week. I was like – 11 a.m. starts should be exclusively reserved for, like, the Mac, Sunbelt, and Vandy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what they should be reserved for. Yes. But uh should be fun. I can't wait. Um, you know, it's – I think it's two good football teams. I think it's yeah. two programs on the rise. You know, I don't see it being a blowout either way. I think uh, the only team that – I don't know if, like, you're going to keep Ole Miss out of the end zone at home. You know, and so, yeah. like – if there is a blowout, I could see Ole Miss doing it. But I, I just still think Arkansas has the, the coaches. They still believe. Uh, and they're going to shorten the game or mm-hmm. try to, you know. If they're allowed to do that, then it could be, you know, it could be a long day for Ole Miss. But if we can't get pressure on Corral and he picks us apart, it's a long day for Arkansas. So, yeah. Um, can't wait for it, man. Like, that's it's SEC football. Both teams are ranked. It's, uh, you know – it's it's what it, it should it's what it should be you know and yeah that's I mean it's it's SEC West football yeah that's that. yeah that's the thing it's it's just going to other games as opposed to going to SEC games especially SEC West games it's just it's just different yep. it just the atmosphere the electricity the environment you know inside and outside the stadium like it's it's just different yep it's it's just. <sighs> And people, you don't understand it until you go do it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and, I mean, that's, that's the honest to God truth. And, and like, it's hard to explain. It's like, because you talk about the tailgate, and they're like, well, we got tailgating here. I'm like, yeah, okay, do you have tailgating? <laughs> no, like, setting the grill up's not really tailgating. Yeah, and, until you have miles upon miles of just and, tents and yes. food and beer and tailgating. Yes. Like, you just, you know, you don't get it. And, that's a, and it's not like that's just Ole Miss, like, Bama has the same setup as Ole Miss. As a matter of fact, it almost looks identical. Arkansas yeah. has a good tailgating. Like yep. every one of the SEC, with the exception, I guess maybe Vandy, yeah. has good tailgating. And the, and they don't even realize they're in the SEC. Like they're still worried about you know academics and stuff on but Saturday. Can we <laughs> kick them out? Here's so here's my issue with Vandy. When the when the Nashville FC team announced they were coming to Nashville, they're building a brand new stadium. I think they're building the new stadium maybe by the Titans. Uh, by yeah. Nissan Stadium. Yeah. Anyways, they're building a brand new million, millions upon millions and millions of dollars stadium. It's going to seat 30,000 people. It looks fantastic. It's supposed to be done in the fall of 2022. Well, they contacted Vandy like, hey, we know your stadium's a dump. Would you want to go in and partner with us on this? And Vandy said no because they didn't want to spend money. If you're not going to spend money and invest in your football program in the SEC, why are you in the SEC? Great for the money. <laughs> I get, I, but what are they spending it on? Because their basketball program suck. You know, their football program sucks. I guess they're giving it to Tim Corbin <laughs> in, in the whistle. Well, I mean, their their baseball program's good because they have like 27 scholarships yeah. and everyone else has 11 and a half. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, very true. So, uh, 
So I guess we got one. I mean, you know, the Major League Baseball playoffs start tonight. Mm-hmm. I know you're kind of dejected because your Cubbies kind of fell off a while ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, and unfortunately, Thanks. we're neither one of us. You despise the Cardinals a whole lot. I'm just not a Cardinals fan. I hate and, the Cardinals. And it looked like they were going to be in the same spot y'all were, and then they just go on a stupid run. And it's just like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> it's um, the same crap. Every year, man, it's the same yes. crap. But uh, tonight, I mean, how awesome is it tonight that we get Yankees, Red Sox, in a like in the winter go home? Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's the greatest rivalry in sports probably. I mean, if we're, if, if we're going to be honest with it. I, like, I hope there's, like, I hope there's bitch-clearing brawls. <laughs> I hope Don Zimmer comes back and Pedro, like, throws him down. And, you know, I hope, you know, like, and we get it in Epic Fenway Park. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care who wins the game. I, I don't want the Yankees to win. I'm not a Red Sox fan, but I don't want the Yankees yeah, to win. Yeah, same. But I just hope it's a good game. And Yeah. I, you know, and, and – you know, my Braves are in the playoffs. We, we won the division four straight years. I, you know, we didn't have a great season, but we got hot at the right time. Well, you got Jock Peterson. That's why you're yeah, winning so many yeah. games. Uh, he finally – Former Cub. He, he finally lived up to his potential when he got with a real club. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we're playing really well down the stretch. And um, Pick a World Series champion. See, I ne- I never like to pick the favorite in baseball because baseball is a weird game. Where the yep. I mean, the the favorite won last year, but th- like, did it really count last year? Right. It was like a sixty-something game season, and like yep. I, you know, yep. you take last year out of the equation, the favorite almost never wins in baseball. Yep. So, I mean, it would not shock me in the slightest to see the freaking Cardinals in the World Series. Like that would not shock me at all. Unfortunately, I mean, that's, that's the most cardinal crap ever. Is to stink it up for like. What, for three four, quarters of the yeah, season. Yeah, three quarters of the season and then win like 17 straight games and, hey, we're in the playoffs as the wild card. Like, that is the most cardinal crap ever. If I see Clayton Kershaw pitch tomorrow night for the Dodgers. No, it's just Scherzer. I know, but if they bring him out of the bullpen, <laughs> I will lose my mind. <laughs> he's got – he's like got a mind, mental blockade against the Cardinals it's for whatever reason. Like, like the, man is a, the man is a first ballot Hall yes. of Famer without question. And he is just mind effed against the Cardinals. Yes. It is it is unbelievable. Now, luckily Scherzer's going to pitch. And last time I watched him pitch against the Cardinals in the playoffs, he absolutely dealt. And yeah. So hopefully he goes about eight innings of you know shutout baseball. Mm-hmm. They they're up about eight nothing. Can bring in just a middle yeah. relief guy to close it out. And, but um, it it really is though. Like we're talking about the SEC and talking about baseball. Like we're entering in, not entering in. We're in. The best month in sports. Yeah, October is the best month in sports. Yep. You have you have conference football, yep. which is SEC football, and then your Big Ten, your others, whatever. Yep. We don't care about them, but whatever. You got that going on. You have the start of NHL. You have the start of NBA. You have the start of college basketball with Midnight Madness and all that yep. stuff going on. Like it, everything kind of. You have the MLB playoffs. Everything kind of intersects in, in this month. NFL starting to your yeah your NFL yeah good teams are. see like there's so much stuff going on. I forgot about the NFL. Yeah. I watched the NFL every Sunday and forgot yeah. about it. <laughs> I mean, no, no, without a doubt. I mean, and, and we're and we're entering those. You know, like yeah, baseball's fixing the end, but everybody else is cranking up too. Yeah. And so like. This is the be- like this is the start of the best three four five months of the year as far yeah. as the sports and um, yeah it's awesome it's just it's uh, it's really fun and um, yeah I'm glad to uh, glad to get to watch it and, you know b- basketball season cranks up here pretty soon and um, it'll be right you know this weekend 
will like really fire one fan base up of Arkansas Ole Miss. Yeah. And the other one will be like, hey, how can we scrape to seven or eight wins? You yeah. Know? Maybe if y'all lose, y'all still have a path to a lot of wins because your yep. schedule, you know. And um, but with us, you know, we still got to play Bama and Auburn and LSU and uh, and so like ours is a little bit tougher, but with a win, you go with that confidence, you know. And so. Um, but it should be fun. Like, it should be a good weekend of college football. And, um, heck, we're, you know, we, we got our other favorite – our other favorite football teams are playing each other on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and we hadn't even brought it up. I mean, just because it's like – it's not that I don't care, but I don't care, you know. Like, yeah, I, give me Saturday first. That's you know? that's kind of how I am. You know, I look at the NFL slate when I wake up on Sunday. Yeah. That's that. That's yeah. the first time I look at the NFL slate. Yep. Now the college football slate, I'll start looking at that on Monday. Yep. Like, all right, how do I how do I watch this game or score yep. track this game or listen to this game? Because, so that's the conversation I got into with some friends last week. Is I love Ole Miss. I love Ole Miss football. Ole Miss football is my favorite like right. sporting team ever. So. I go to a lot of games. Like, every home game they're playing that doesn't conflict with A-State, I go. Every road game within reasonable travel that doesn't conflict with A-State, I go. And so, it's kind of worked out this year where the only other game this year that I will miss for a conflict is the Liberty game. I don't know if I'm going to State, but who goes to State if you're an Ole Miss fan? That's just asking to get into a fight. But literally every other game I'm going to get to go to. But the conversation we got into was – the only thing that sucks about college football is if you go and support your team, you're not watching anything else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the worst part about it. Yep. No, and, and it's hard to keep up with other scores because you're so locked in on your yes. game. And, but uh, but that's the beauty of it, too, mm-hmm. you know, is that the investment is just – for all fans, especially SEC fans, it's just second to none. And yeah. It's your life. Because when you, get that, when you get that big win, it, like, it pays yep. off. It's like, yep. all right, I may have missed – you know, Michigan and whoever else yeah, going I down mean, to the we wire. We didn't know Urban Meyer was grinding on a girl <laughs> in the club, but hey, like, you know. How bizarre is that story, by the way? Yeah, I, another, oh, wow. He's, <laughs> oh, oh, Urban Liar. He's fixing to be Urban Fired. And, yeah. But, uh, well, man, this is fun. Like, we, I'm glad we got this back up and up and yeah. rolling. And I don't know if it'll be a a, a weekly or a every we'll two see. weeks it, or it, I guess we're I guess we're TBD, you know. Yeah. Um we'll do it as often as we can and um you know, and hopefully we'll have there's some going to be some good sports stories to talk about and we'll get some personal um Yeah, we need to get Nate and CB on next week. And uh we do got something. you know, we'll both have, you know, some seasons starting up pretty soon that we can talk about. And, yeah. Um exciting times for sure. So hopefully hopefully everybody enjoyed this and uh, got to listen to two dudes that think they know a lot that probably <laughs> really don't know anything. Sit and act like that we uh that we know what we're talking about. So. Yeah. All I know is Mizzou is last in the country in rush defense. That's all I know. (laughs) Oh, Mizzou. (laughs) M-I-Z. M-I-Z. All right, that does it for us. I don't know when we'll be back. Sometime. But uh, good to get back. uh, Good to chat with uh, Caleb Livingston. Thanks for listening. I'll see you again soon.